Episode number 33, Tom. Welcome to the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, the 33s. I know. Do you know what? Does that, that, that number ring a bell? So, it's episode 33, the week that I turned 33. It's just all the threes. And you're 33 next week, so it's it's uh, it was meant to be. It's meant to be. How I think we planned it bang on so that we'd reach episode number 33 on the 33rd birthday. I hate the number 33 as I <laughs> as I spoke because my I don't know why I can't say my th is very well. Um, so so yeah, I think it's my tongue is pretty big. It is. I've got a massive tongue. That's why I like to speak. But right. the 33 is going to just. Oh, I can't wait till I come 34. Well. So since it's thirty three, we've got um, we've got we'll we'll stop saying thirty three, but we've got plenty to talk about this week. Apart from apart from the number of the show, we've got district champs to talk about. You and I were in action at the cross country on the weekend, and uh, we've got the Eurocross. We've got Ailish McColgan on this week, so plenty plenty uh, content this week. Yeah, we've got heaps of content. So it's really exciting to get Ailish onto the show. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that interview, Tom. You, you haven't revealed it to me to me yet. You haven't uploaded it onto the drive, oh, course, so I'll, yeah. I'll just have to wait. Like oh, all the other <laughs> all the other listeners. Um, so so yeah, it'll be it'll be a great one. Now we so let's just get right into it, will we, Tom? Well, yeah. I mean, so we, uh, we 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 all we were like, raced on the weekend. We were boat racing on the weekend. That's the highlight of the weekend. We were doing lots of racing. We we're boat racing. We we're cross country racing. Uh, Santa Run Racing, oh, you name it, we were doing it in the weekend. It was fantastic. So let's let's start with the the cross country then. So we'll get to the results, we'll get to the full results, I guess, in due course. But in terms of you and I, we were running obviously at East District Champs in Balgoni, and I think uh, well, let's start with you. I thought you had a great run, mate. I thought you, you know, like two weeks after an eighty mile ultra, you've you've gone and run and uh, absolutely put a big run out there. Uh, thank you, Tom, for your kind words One, once again. Now, I am going to say, you know, an 80-mile ultra wasn't an 80-mile ultra run. It was a 40-mile ultra run and a 40-mile walk, okay? So, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I was a little bit fresh for it, but I wasn't 100%. I, I think for me, in my training, in, in, in the racing, uh, maybe 75% there. So, yeah, I was pretty happy with my result. I think I surprised myself slightly just because I was, um, I thought I I went off quite fairly conservative. Usually I would go a little bit quicker, but just because I've done hardly any speed training as such, um, I just decided to just pace myself. And I think, think, you know, I came through the field pretty well. Uh, I didn't lose that many places. Uh, One thing, Tom, now how many laps was it again? Yeah. So it was. It was one small. One small lap, two big laps, eight and a half k. Well, how many did you think it was? I thought it was one small lap and uh, three times up that big hill. What a man! Good <laughs> now, job. It was only twice, so I got to the top of it, and somebody said to me, "Ah, oh, that's last climb," and I was like, "Shit, is it?" <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I I got to the top. A couple of boys went past me, including our man James Espy. He, he went whizzing past me, and then I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to go up this faster now. So I got to the top of the hill, and then I was like, right, I'm going to have to sprint now. 
because I, I felt I still had a little bit more energy left in the tank. And I absolutely wellied it down that hill, Tom. Uh, and uh, I caught the caught the tee. Well, James was just at the top anyway. Put a put a fairly decent gap into him. Another boy tries to come with me, not having it. I don't know his name. I have to check, but he, he gave me a good race anyway. Um, and then uh, got to the flat section. You know when you have to like double back on yourself at the yeah. finish. Yeah. So I absolutely wellied it down there. Honestly, like I <laughs> if I never put my watch on, but I bet I've got the calm if I had my watch on that that time. Nice. Your your Jamie Crows, your your uh, your Robbie Simpsons, your Cami Strachans. I was the fastest guy out of that last two hundred meters. I guarantee it. Nice, very nice. And you were yeah, closing in on some, I tell you, closing I was, in on decent I, I, names. I say yeah, I say that, but I think they they had a hard time too. But uh, I, no, I was I was pretty happy with it with with the result. Um, I think yeah, uh, no, I I think if I give myself a couple more months, I'm looking forward to. The cross the national cross country now, um, so I'm hoping to probably improve on my placing and get back into where I was in uh, 2014 when I when I got a 12th there. So well, we'll think, see what happens though. You yeah, know. I mean I think to come you know 18th you were. I've got the results here. You're so you're just in front of James Espy. So kudos James, that's a great run from him. Just behind Will Mackay, Dougie Selman, Jonathan Crickmore. I mean these boys have been have been on the circuit, the cross-country circuit all season, and you're just putting your toes straight in. So come the national at Falkirk, we've, we're going to see you cooking on gas. Uh, we'll, we'll see, though. We'll just keep everything nice and nice and settled just now. I've, I've got a little bit of a hip injury. Now, I say an injury, it's just a niggling, and it's the same issue I've had the whole the last nine months. Now, I need to I need to go and see someone about it, though, because it's starting to... Mm. It's starting to worry me slightly in my my old age, especially now that we reach the the ripe old age of the all all the threes. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but anyway, enough, enough about thought. me. I, in a nutshell, I was I was happy with with the result. If if I was training specifically for that race and I was uh, and I was in good shape, I would have um, I would have liked to have been a lot higher up. But beggars can't be choosers, Tom. I think it's solid. But anyway, I think it's solid. Yeah, I thank think... you, thank you. I think you know, and just to okay, you're thirty, you're thirty. Who'd have thought your thirty-three birthday you'd be chasing a, a hip replacement, old man? But you know, you've had a lot. Everyone was writing him off. Kyle Gregg, oh, he's he's not done enough speed work. He's too many ultras. He's coming in heavy-legged. Rubbish. Straight in. Second count for the club. That's a that's a solid run. And uh, we were we were fourth overall. I think that's one of our best results in terms of the team event isn't it it is yeah i mean uh, do you know what i was i called it i put it out there a couple of weeks ago on the podcast i thought we were going to medal the metro men but sadly we were fourth on reflection i think that's you know the fact that we're disappointed not to medal shows a lot about how how far we've come we were beaten by three better teams central for the win Christophen for the silver team and then aberdeen our big rivals they they beat us and you know man on man they were they were better than us so we'll have to swallow that one, and you know, fourth place to be disappointed. Fourth place is 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 a is a good progress, and do you know what? We're going to be back. I'm telling you, we're gonna we've got a, a team medal coming to this senior men's team. I can feel it in my bones. I I feel it in my bones too, Tom. Um, now there's always the national cross country champs to to get our, our teeth stuck into. Ooh, so we'll sure, see how yeah. we. <laughs> yeah. see how we get on with that one <laughs> maybe not medal it but you never know you never know you never I mean if we can yeah. if we can all improve like big Cami Strachan then exactly we've you've got, got some rope in it we've got some rope in got, our legs you've got to believe Kyle you've got to believe 
<laughs> now that brings that brings me on nicely about mantras. Are you you a mantra fan, Tom? Uh, I do. Uh, well, I'm not. I mean, I don't have any mantras, but I think it's good for people who do have mantras. I used to hate mantras, and I just thought they were just a pile of rubbish. But oh, you say this and you believe it. Aye, okay, very good. You know exactly like you say. If, if, but I, I don't know. I don't even know any mantras. I just don't think they, they just don't really. I just don't get it. You know, when you get on that line, you just run as hard as you can, and that could be a mantra. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but when I got to <laughs> when I got to Chicago, all the mantras, everyone was throwing out these all these mantras, and I tell you, I I, I, I I've kind of started to I see why people like the mantras now. But an American mantra, and when you see here an American say a mantra to you, it's so much better than a Scottish a Scottish guy saying a mantra to you. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, you know what it's like when you go to these American races. So much more positivity, and I did oh, ramble on about that last time, but. Uh, yeah, any mantras out there, guys? Give me a shout because uh, I, I, I'm in I'm in real need of them, especially you know, for these stupid ultra races. Well, one one mantra I love is, and it's not really a running mantra, but I've kind of taken it into running mantra. Now I don't know if I've said this in the podcast or not, but I my recent habit in the last sort of oof, I'd say maybe year eighteen months is I I watched the the movie Creed before uh, before uh, you know big races like Frankfurt, Great Scottish, that sort of thing, Inverness half. And it's just because it's for those who don't know, most listeners will. It's the latest in the the Rocky saga, and it's uh, anyway. There's a great montage scene, like all these boxing movies do, and Rocky's giving it one round at a time, one punch at a time, and it's just. And I was just thinking that's that is a great mantra. So one mile at a time uh, in the marathon, focus on one mile at a time, and I can just, I can just, I can just see the 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 training montage come come through, and you think that's oh yes, getting pumped up for it. So. One mile at a time. Uh, that's, that's for a marathon. I think that's a good mantra. Run the mar- run the mile you're in. I like it. I like it, Tom. Brilliant. So yeah, now nah, Sylvester Stallone. He's, he's some boy, isn't he? Oh, uh, you know, and that uh, some of the things he says. Brilliant. Well, we went. But, some, uh, anyway, well, some of the Metro lads. We went to see the Creed two last week as a pre uh, pre districts movie, and uh, it didn't disappoint. Well, I should say that I thought it was awesome. We're gonna call him out here. Cameron Russell Strachan fell asleep in the movie. So we're sat there, and I was, like, two lads are laughing. Like, I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? This is, like, a serious scene. It's silent, and they're laughing. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And all you hear is... <laughs> big Russell Strachan fast asleep. He said he was jet-lagged. Um, he was back for five days. I think he was just uh, all, all puffed out after a session. That was Oh, jeez. Well, that's not... Uh, yeah, well, I mean... It, yeah. Okay. Fair enough, Cameron. Oh, one. I do remember one saying that uh, good old Rocky Balboa said in the Creed one: "One step, one punch, one round at a time." That's it. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's that's <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah, what a guy. Then anyway, talk, talking about um, talking about one step, one punch, one round at a time. How how did you find your you you had a good I say a good day at the office a tough day at the office for you Tom. Uh, we're not yeah, gonna not gonna beat around the bush, but tell you though, yeah, you, you you got into the team, you got into the Metro Counters oh, after no. all that after all that fear, <laughs> after <laughs> all that training you've been putting. <laughs> so I, you know uh, that was I said it on the podcast. I had one goal count. <laughs> that was it. Exactly, and Top you did six, it, and I did it. And you know what? There was like, I think after about so I went out and I knew that there was sort of probably nine, ten of us who were going to be in the mix and four of whom were going to be too far up the road. And I thought, okay, there's 
two or three lads, I need to beat at least two of them. And uh, anyway, I went out and I realised like halfway through the first lap, I was a bit con- conservative. I was like, I'm sitting here in ninth, ninth count. I need to do something about it. So I worked my way through the worked the way through the field quite well in the first lap. Got into that. I think at one stage I was sat in fifth count, and I was that wasn't what I was worried about. I was worried about just getting a solid run. I felt pretty good through the first lap. Second lap, I, you know, like everyone, it's it's feeling hard, and I was I was in a bit of a tussle with our, our pal Chris Richardson, and uh, and suddenly Ben up Ben Ward Run Beer started coming back towards us, and you know, in a, in a cross country race, you usually it's the hills that kill you. I was motoring up the hills, and do you know what I've learned? I can't d- run downhill for shit. Honestly, it's like everyone else oh, is. I'm geez. sailing past me on a downhill, and it's like a freebie that I'm giving them. So. I need to learn. I need to learn how to do that because I've never noticed it before. I don't know what the problem is, but I was go- like both those hills. I went. I was cruising up them, really working past people on the downhill. I was just. I couldn't turn my legs fast enough. So, work to be do done. You know there. what, then, Tom? I, I've got to say, I'm thinking about all your running you do. You don't really go up that many hills, do you? Come um, and think about it, do you? I cannot, not. I mean, I do a lot of running. To be honest, the hilliest runs I do are up at Hazelhead. But in my in my defence, my whole plan this year was I'm running a pancake flat marathon. I think yeah, that's true. I was doing up at Hazelhead. I was getting a lot of you know they're traily. It's not hilly, but you know lumpyish runs. Um, and yeah, anyway, the, it's not the con- the concern will be addressed before the national. I'm can tell you right now, I'm going to be up and down hills all the time till February. But so anyway, do you know what I'm surprised about though, right? You see, I I reckon right now I was going to mention this, and I'm not taking the piss out of your running style, right? But, right. Yeah, yeah, bouncy runner. <laughs> you bounce about uh, a lot. I've got yeah, a big stride yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, big. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, it's, I think it's a good thing. Um, but I don't think it's a good that's thing. That's probably why hill. you run up. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You're 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 wasting all that energy going up when you should be going down. When you're bouncing yeah. up that hill, like the, your your style of running looks like you can just bounce up a a, a bit of a hill, you know. But mm. coming back down. But hey. Tom, we can get, we can, we can change that. You come, you come for some, some of the runs with me. I'll need to do as much uphill, downhill running as I can, and uh, I'll get you faster going down. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, it's, I need to get. I, do you know? What? I need to get in touch with our man Tom Roach and work out how to turn my legs at two hundred RPM because that's my problem. Oh, yeah, I'm not exactly. Fast you need, enough. You need, you need the Freddie Flintstone style. Exactly. But anyway, do you know? What? You know so, you, do you know what you need to do as well? You need to get. Um, you need to put something on your head, and you need to balance it there to stop that bounce of yours. Mm, yeah, that's an interesting one. And what about you? And again, I'm just analysing your technique. I'm not criticising it, so don't don't get upset about it, okay? Right. Do, do you do a little roll with your, your your head as well? I, I notice. I roll with my head. I think you move your head a little bit when you what, roll. What Paula style? Maybe not as excessive as that, but. Yeah, that's an element of Paula Radcliffe, isn't you? I'm going to have to see yeah. some video evidence on this, because uh, right. that's never been highlighted to me before. I'm not saying it's not the case. Do you know, it's because ev- everyone's too scared to highlight it to the captain. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, putting, you, I'm putting you on the spot here. And right. mem, I said, Fiona was, uh, when we were around on Saturday, um, I says, I'm going to say something on the podcast. And uh, Tom, Tom will take it, he'll take it well, or he won't take it well or not, and it'll get edited out. But I think you're dealing with it like a champ. But well, I, I can assure anyway. you, this is not getting edited out. So, all right, that's that's a good point. I need, what I need to do is, I need to I need to run with you, and you can just run behind me for the run and just shout at me, and I balance like I balance a cup of water in my head. 
The last time I ran behind you, you had a massive curry and it wasn't staying in, so I'm not <laughs> that. So it'll be a it'll be a salad night. Right. Okay. That's fine. I'll, I'll certainly do that, Tom. I could be completely wrong. You probably, maybe you are just, maybe it's just me, you know, looking at, at that bounce of yours. Your, mm. your head, your head probably has to move a little bit to absorb the shock of when you land. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I am quite heavy footed, but uh, do you know what? This, these are all, these are all, uh, these are all ultimately excuses. The fact is, I had a, I, I lost. I'm losing too much time, and also I was. Cream crackered on that last lap, so I need to. Uh, it wasn't the. It wasn't as. Do you know what the frustration was? I don't know what's happened. I, I felt I was in dynamite form in the start through autumn. Obviously, I've had a and you know I had a great peak and I'm happy with that and I wouldn't change that for anything. But I was 38th at the, at the East Districts last year and coming in today this year 43rd. I'm like I'm not. You know I'm, I'm definitely. I would say a better runner than I was a year ago. So it's a bit disappointing to be further down the rankings and boys again I said this after Broxman boys up the road from other clubs who I was rubbing shoulders in autumn so that's a bit of a it's a wee bit of disappointment but you know what as I said got the count I wasn't feeling great I wasn't feeling in great form I would say going into it got the count and now it's Falkirk I can tell you right now that's that is that position is going to be I'll be that'll be changing I'm hoping to be in much better shape than that uh, in Falkirk you will be my words Definitely, you heard it in the podcast, and you heard this promise. on the podcast. Metro Aberdeen are going to be beating Aberdeen AC at the, at the national. We're not taking a second beating. I've seen oh, some. Tom, I've seen some. I've seen it. some videos from these boys, and it's going to be where they're, they're going down in February. That's the fighting talk <laughs> that we're putting out there. These, I haven't they're, seen they're these a bunch videos. Of, they're a bunch of boys, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> the Metro men. We need to be. We should be ashamed of this. <laughs> I think they're all under twenties. They've probably been under twenty race, other than Will. Exactly, the I only know. boy left. Bloody, they were wanting Jeez. to boat. They want to boat race us. I mean, I'm surprised they can buy a pint. You know, they're that. Uh, they're... <laughs> I think they, well, they can probably. We'll, we'll buy them for him. We'll Aye. give them. Well, yeah. Mackay's got them sorted out. He's the, he's the grandpa of he's, that group. He's, he's, that's exactly right. <laughs> Who was it? What was it? Somebody said he's the. Oh no, I better not say that. Actually, no, so it Will, I, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, although Will, Will, I who knows if Will listened to this? I seriously doubt it. If you do, Will, welcome on board. Will McKay did a Chunder Mile after the East Districts on Saturday. <laughs> now you and I have talked a big game about this. He's delivered. On a I mean, he, only, he did it. He did it himself. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, come on, Will. You need. To, you could ask us. You could invite us over to your your little race by us. In fact, I will say he did have someone else doing it with him. Was it not Fergus? Somebody. Yeah, one Fer- of the, Fergus Thompson. Yeah. All right. Fine. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be more than happy to have an unofficial uh, beer mile with these all. Exactly. So yeah. I think I mean so that wrap. I mean that wraps up our two results. Both of us were in the Metro team. We were fourth, which is. Uh, good progress if a little bit disappointing because we were talking giving it big licks about a medal and <laughs> didn't deliver on that um, but we'll we will that's that's coming up um, and then we had a dynamite uh, boat race on Saturday night against our fellow Metro Aberdeen select we did so the, the, the way the way it worked was it was the top six uh, counters in the Metro team versus the was it the top six Metro drinkers yeah, or the it fastest. A, it, it was an all-star Metro All Stars. Aye, aye. And it went right down to the wire, didn't it? It did. It was very tight. It was very tight. Although there was some, there was some, there was a video evidence showing some dodgy behaviour oh, on the All Stars team. 
there there was. I mean, it was halfway down their shirts. Exactly. I mean, there wasn't a, there wasn't a drip in us. Exactly. So I think uh, it, if it was Creed two, it'd be a, re, a it would be a rematch. But it would be. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert there, but. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so, it's, yeah. anyway, it's all what good. So uh, what can you do? But anyway, so good, so good crack. Um, and yeah, it was, a, it was. I thought it was a successful event. I I think so too. I mean, well, for me, I that was I I wasn't I haven't done a pint for a long time. Like I mentioned again, three thirty mil. Everything's thirty thirty three at the moment. I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Why it is? I don't know. But anyway, these small cans you get. That's what you drink these days. You don't really drink pints anymore. So I, I struggle big time to, to get it down me. But it literally went down to the wire. Uh, we were neck and neck all the way until I think uh, Jane Addy, she she uh, necked her pint pretty quick, right right before mine. And um, who was it who, who saw their pint away? Who was the uh, last? It was On their team was Mo and our team was uh, Jen. Jen, that's right. Jen so Elvin. Yeah. So yeah, but anyway, it was it was good crack, uh, really good night. It was uh, our, one of our metro night nights out, and um, a lot of people were were there. And then we we I left pretty early, but I tell you what, there was a few a few a few folk who were looking a little bit worse for wear Aye. by by the time I left. Yeah, a few people not getting their Sunday runs in. I don't think. Aye, aye, but but it hey, was all good. it was all good. It's all part of the celebration. And Big it, race finish for the for the year, on the next year, Tom. Indeed, and do you know what, I, I, what was cool at the race was the number of folk who came up knowing about the podcast. It was fantastic. I mean, the um, there was guys like uh, I've got to say, shout out to Dan Monahan from PH Racing. So Dan is obviously we've talked about him before. He's he's been in touch about the Tilly 10K and given us some info on that. So anyway, I had a chat with him at the end, which was great. Uh, Jacob Adkin had a chat with him. And uh, a few other guys from, from locally, and it, you know, it's it's good good that these guys are listening. So, yeah, thanks, uh, for, yeah. The, thanks for the shouts, lads. Yeah, cheers for speaking to me, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said I, a word to me. That's because you didn't arrive till about ten minutes before the race. I, I was, was like, early. Kyle? I was early. This I I I, I says I walked around the course. I walked half of it, and anyway, nah, I, I did get a few shout outs. Um, most people I, I knew kind of anyway, but. Uh, no, it was really nice to to see some of the guys and just to hear that we've we've actually got more than two listeners. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, cheers for listening, folks. Indeed. So, shall we talk about the district champs uh, beyond our our runs? I mean, it why, was uh, stacked. We start with the men. It was a stacked field. Why the hell not? Let's chat about that. It was. I mean, I've got I've got to say, I mean, some of the results are just the top ten kind of speak for themselves in the senior men's race. To be honest, I mean. You had your, you know, we had Al Hay, Cameron Strachan, Robbie Simpson, Jacob Atkin, and those guys weren't even in the top three. Um, so it just shows you the the real strength and depth and quality of the East District Cross Country Champs. So really good to be a part of it. Um, and yeah, so it was won by uh, our man Jamie Crow, wasn't it? It was. So so Jamie Crow Central AC in 27-19 to defend his East District title. Michael Cristoforo, Edinburgh AC, just behind, 27-22, so only three seconds in it. And then third place, we called it last week, Cal McKenzie, Cristoforo, up there, getting an East Districts medal. Well done, Ka- uh, Callum, 27-23, so only one second behind Michael. So that's four seconds separating the top three. It's 
incredibly tight, incredibly stacked, which is great. And a lot of the photos show those three plus Michael Ferguson, Aberdeen, a uh, good one from him, and Robbie Simpson, um, our local pal. Who so the five of them as a real running as a real pack, so quite a, a competitive group. Yeah, it was. It was a really competitive group in terms of the team. Kostorfin uh, edged out Central as well. Uh, no, Central won it. Did they? Yeah, Central. I've got the results in front of me. Central first. Kostorf. So Central seventy-one points. Kostorfin one hundred twenty-four. Then Aberdeen one hundred forty. Then Metro ah, one hundred seventy. Okay. Yeah. So, Ap- but apologies. No, I'm looking at the wrong. I'm looking at the wrong results. <laughs> Twenty seventeen. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh god so anyway great uh, great result from them and yeah as you say it was good to see a, a, a good strong uh, strong field come up on the women's side I'm going to put it out there that wasn't the strongest of fields of the women's was it I, I can't say uh, it, it was I think I think I've seen you know more more in, in some of the other races so yeah it was a little bit disappointing to be honest um, but I mean you know the, 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 there was still the the competition there. Um, I, I don't know. Again, this is another question. What's the the difference in participation um, from the from from you know in the central belt versus the the you know the Aberdeen or the the northeast? Mm, that's a good question. Is there is there is there more people willing to, to you know to compete down in the central belt and and not make the trip the the long or I say the long the couple hour trip up to do this East District champs? I I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we did shout out it was going to be Morag Miller to take the win, and she, she, I mean, she ran by a minute and a minute forty, so she she was miles clear miles of everything clear. else. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Morag Miller from Central, so great result from her. Uh, Joe Williams from Lothian, thirty-two forty, and Annabelle Simpson, uh, a great run from her in thirty-three oh seven, and the team. Unsurprisingly, was Fife AC, uh, and we also Metro medaled as well on the team, so we got the the third. Yeah, great. Yeah, behind behind Edinburgh for Edinburgh AC who got silver. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I think even for the the Metro, it was great great to see them getting a a third. But I mean, before I think there was a couple of there's one key pull out. Um, who I ex I is it, not not your sister, no, not your, not not Fiona, but. Um, but yes, not <laughs> your sister. Yeah. Sorry, Fiona. <laughs> I mean, Fiona's been plagued with injuries, but uh, I think someone else pulled out, and uh, and that was I think that would have been the the gold from you. But hey, he's got he's he's got in there, and he's uh, he's it's got a, bronze better than the guys did. Do you know, what? I think it's a great result. They've gotten bronze. We've we've gotten bronze ahead of Central, ahead of HPT, ahead of Dundee. It's a big, you know, it's a big result, and uh, you know, I think it's uh, you can only beat what's in front of you, and to be honest, you know that's you look at that. Um, it's you know 54 for the count is good. The only my disappointment in the field is more in the volume. You know if you look at the men's field, you've got 195 men, and the women's only 72. So that's you know there's obviously yeah, a that's much. Right. Yeah. Less... I mean even even the the east. I mean I, I would expected about 300 for the senior men. Yeah. Has that not been the case before? I guess, do you know what we should really look at is, to, I mean, we can look at it for a future episode, is what was the, and I'd be interested in what the, the numbers were in Livingston last year, because I think it's Aberdeen, two weeks before Christmas, that must have an impact. It's a full day out for these guys, and it's great to see those who do travel. The other thing is, we noticed, we called the Harrys out last week as, you know, having a good chance, because they're such a strong team with 
Mary McLennan, Steph Pennycook, you know, leading the fray. Obviously, Anna McFadden was in was at the Euros. We'll talk about that later. But I think is it not exam time as well? That might come into it. I don't know. It, I was very surprised at how how few uni runners there were. I mean, there was a handful of Harrys. I didn't see any Aberdeen runners. I think I think there is exams. Um, one of the guys I'm, I'm helping out, uh, Matthew Bailey, at the moment. He's he's in, he's taken uh, his exams just now, and um, and yeah, he's he's training through it. He's he's still kicking ass. He's getting quicker and quicker. But um, but yeah, I think it's it's just people. I remember when I was doing exams, I would probably put the the running on the back step and in the hope that I'll come back to it once my exams are finished and, and get fit again. So um, I think it's probably got a good part to play in it too. Mm. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so anyway, we'll see. I, I, whatever, we know the national, everyone will be back out for the national. So, so, so group. Anyway, yeah, I thought great I'm result. just checking, Tom, I'm just checking uh, the, the, the numbers from last year for the senior men. So we did have 294 for the men. Okay. And for the for the girls, we had. Oh, that can't be right. Oh, that's masters women. Hold on, sorry. 124. Ah. Uh, 150, ish. Okay, so about 100, 100 more in the men, and then about I about 70 more on the women's side. Yeah, that's quite it's quite a lot actually. Yeah, it's quite a lot. I mean, there's yeah. very, various things, I guess. But um, anyway, I thought, regardless of the fields, the size of the fields, you know, there was some good running, some quick running, and yeah, well done to the to the Metro ladies who won that bronze medal. And it was a great, I thought it was a well well organized event, slick event, and and it even had Will McKay in his chunder mile at the end. So kudos to you, Will. Kudos to you, Will. Yeah, and uh, you could have slowed down a little bit for my sprint finish, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was I was like the met I was like the cent- the central train at the end there. Oh, that would the yellow be train. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing if you caught him. I know. <laughs> just anyway, just uh, just one, that extra couple can, more seconds. You can beat you can, beat, you can, can beat him at the at the at the national and take us to a better position there. Moving on from East Districts, it was also the West District champs on the weekend. I think that was done in Kilmarnock, and I hear so in Aberdeen we had what was perfect cross-country conditions. It was pretty dry. It was dry. It wasn't that cold. It was a little bit breezy, and the ground was pretty solid underfoot. Changing to Kilmarnock, from what I've seen in photos and from what I've heard, Kilmarnock was absolutely atrocious conditions. It was <laughs> wet. It was windy. It was boggy. And, uh, yeah, really a really grim day. But, uh, actually, I've got the results, so let me just start with this. So, senior men in Kilmarnock, 234 in the West District. And in the women's race, there were 124, so slightly bigger fields there. I guess the districts do, uh, obviously it's different districts or different different pools. But um, anyway, so that, that was results in the, on the numbers anyway. On the women's side, it was Elspeth Curran, who we did call last week. She won the race, uh, Kabarkin AAC, in 33.44. She was a minute, almost a minute, or 50 seconds up the road from Michelle Sanderson, Springburn, who who was second, and in third place, Nicola Hood of Dumfries uh, Running Club uh, in 35-26. So uh, the leading women quite well split there. In a team prize, it was Shelton who took the the women's gold, VP Glasgow in second place, and in third place, Bella Houston Roadrunners. Fantastic. Uh, so in the men's side, have we mentioned the men's? No, we haven't. 
So we had Lacko in the notes from Shettleston, uh, 29.40. Andrew Douglas, second place. We we have had Andrew Douglas on the show. I can't remember what episode it is, but uh, a real cracking runner, uh, one of Scotland's best runners in the world's top mountain runners. So really good to see him mixing up in the cross country, uh, 15 seconds behind Lachlan. And in third place was John Bell uh, in 31.05. So to be honest, Lachlan and Andrew were miles clear of, of everyone uh, in our league, to be honest, um, just with that extra minute that they've separated into third. So, yeah, good stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, very good. And lastly, we've got the North District. I, I didn't mention should... the, the team event. Who ran oh, the sorry. West District team? Uh, it was Camus Lang. Camus Lang. Fantastic. Well done, Camus Lang. Uh, yeah, so the North District championships North. have you got those have you got that open just now i do indeed yeah so north district yeah. it was you know we didn't we missed her on the list last week she was the defending champion and it was ailey mckenzie stornaway for the win of course i can't believe we missed that oh, sorry ailey. sorry ailey because you are that was a, a, a clear favor there anyway ailey for the win uh 30 20 about 15 seconds back in 30 35 was katrina morrison of highland hill runners and in third place Ten seconds further back then was Kirsty Rogan of Moray Roadrunners. Kirsty leading Moray Roadrunners to the team prize. Uh, second place was Forest Harriers, and the bronze women's medal went to Highland Hill Runners. On the men's side, it was our man Kenny Wilson getting his first ever district cross country title. So, Kenny Moray Roadrunners winning in 25:16 ahead of, and this is an interesting one in second place, Rob Sinclair Inch Trail Runners in 26:14. So. A minute behind Kenny. And third place, Craig Campbell, Inverness Harriers uh, in 26.32. So a bit behind Rob. But that's interesting because we know Rob from the ultra scene and you know various sort of off-road running, let's be honest. But I've never seen him run a, run a cross-country before. So I don't know if that's a signal of intent or if it's just uh, something you fancied mixing it in. Good question. Uh, I, to be honest, I think it's great that he's done cross-country. And he hasn't. Yeah. Done, I don't think he's done a race for a while, so it's good to see him. Uh, maybe he's getting bored. Maybe he's bored. He needs to do a race. So good on you, Rob, for mixing up with the guys in the cross country side of things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, good result for for Rob. It just shows that you know he can he can bring the distance from short to long. So uh, yeah, brilliant, great result. So on the team result there, that was Murray Roadrunners for the win, Kenny leading them out, and James in second place. So it was a uh, team medals for the Wilson brothers. Second place, Inverness Harriers, who did not have John Newsom. I understand he was injured, so John didn't run, but they were second nonetheless. And in third place, Highland Hill Runners. So medals in both uh, both men and women for Highland Hill Runners, so good for them. Yeah. So, you know, one, one reflection on the district champs. I think it's fair to say there's been some... It's great to see some of the top runners out there. I mean, we talked to Kenny on the men's side, and we certainly we talked about Kenny. We had Jamie Crow at the East... Um, we had, you know, uh, we had, it was great to see Robbie Simpson back, you know, coming back in a strong run um, there. Obviously, Chris Jones didn't run, but, you know, Carl McKenzie's there. Mike Christopher was there. Uh, Ali Hay on, the, on you know, in Glasgow, Lachlan Oates. I mean, it's really good to see the top boys out, and hopefully they're all lining up for the, the national. Well, hopefully not, Tom. I mean, that, the more <laughs> the more they have, <laughs> the less chance we're going to get our, uh, That's our true, places, yeah. you know. So, uh, yeah, make sure that you run hard, you run into the ground, guys, and uh, 
you 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 let you let us uh, you give us us slow pokes a chance. Absolutely, yeah, because that yeah that's yeah we need to we'll, we'll do don't worry we will do a heavy preview in the in the weeks leading up to it, but maybe we can maybe we can arrange for some uh, some big races the week before and really burn them out. Exactly, Tom. So um, let's go, go into some international cross country news. We had the European Cross Country Championships, didn't we, Tom? We sure did. And it was in Tilburg in the Netherlands, the Netherlands on the Sunday. So did you get a chance to watch it at all, Tom? So I woke up Sunday morning and I was, I, you know, I was actually fine on Sunday morning. It was quite late, but I was, I didn't have too much to drink, so I wasn't in a bad shape. It was just, I woke up late, so I was kind of rushing to get my breakfast down with to get out for a long run. So I had it on and it was the under 20 under 20 races I watched which was good so we saw so we saw Anna run and um yeah it was a pretty pretty muddy affair yeah I never got a chance to watch it unfortunately I was doing the Santa run of course so, you were which we'll I know. come to yeah I will right, speak about that after um but hey Anna McFadden what a race she had so Fantastic. I mean a, a real favorite for me you know being a former Forest Harrier and uh seeing her come through the ranks as a junior into the senior women's uh, the under twenty team and storming it for a fantastic um, counter as well in the in the race. She was, I believe, she was twentieth, twentieth in the race. Um, but she counted towards the yeah the, the 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 GB team. They won the gold, so really good to see. I know, great. That's a great. I mean, that's the. That's uh, that's incredible, you know. That's to, for her time to have a, a European Cross medal, fantastic, absolutely fantastic, doing us proud. Oh, absolutely. Um, so she's had a great season. I mean, she, you know, she already medaled in the Europe, individual medaling um, in the hill running as well earlier in the European Mountain Running Championships. So she got a silver there. So to see her getting a, a you know a GB team gold is fantastic. So. Yeah, brilliant. And other results on the team, we had um, we had Jamie Williamson in the mixed relays as well. So the team finished in fourth place. Uh, I think I believe he had a bit of a slip as well in in his opening leg. So good on him for getting back up and cracking on. So uh, and interestingly, Jamie Williamson, um, his dad apparently was a good runner back in the day. All right. Yeah, yeah. I think he was. Um, I don't know what his times were, but I, I believe they were pretty quick. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I have to figure out a bit more about how good he was, but I'm sure he was really, really good. Um, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Anyway, can't remember how good he was, but let's move on, will we? We will. So the last interesting result from the Eurocross. Uh, he's not Scottish, but he's our. Uh, we've we've claimed him due to him being Scottish National Cross Country Champion, and we see him on the racing circuit all the time up here. Chris Jones, Dundee Hawks had a had a great uh, a great run. So he finished twelfth. Um, he finished twelfth. Yeah, and bear in mind he was a late call up to the team. He finished twelfth. Um, he was behind Mark Scott, who you know we know uh, has been in great form this year, but he was ahead of you know ahead of Dewey Griffiths and, and whatnot. So brilliant for him, and I think he he contributed to them getting silver. That's right, Tom. Yeah, yeah. So again, like you know, he's beating all these top guys. Definitely rewarded for a team. And he did mention he was wanting to get in the team for um, an interview. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Yeah. So well done, Chris. Christian, you've done a fantastic job of getting yourself fit onto the start line and uh, coming twelfth in a stacked field. So and I um, think that was 
remember he mentioned when we spoke to him, he was obviously he's got plenty. Chris has got loads of um, GB appearances orienteering, but I think this is his first senior um, pure athletics sort of um, cross country vest. So fantastic, you know, to go to get I'm I'm ninety percent sure that's the case. So to get that and to and to run so well and contribute so highly is amazing, brilliant, not surprising yeah. either. Did you see the winner of the race, the under twenty race? Did you oh, see a celebration? You know, I was waiting to bring that up. That is that's that's the highlight of the whole thing. So listeners, oh. if, you, if you haven't seen it, just Google uh, Eurocross Jimmy Gressier finish. It's the most amazing race finish you'll ever see. <laughs> I tell you what, Tom, we need a prize for somebody who can do a better finish than that. As a listener, as a TRS listener, see if you can do a really good finish and film it. Get your pal to film it and post it to, post it over to TRS and we'll uh, we'll give you some kudos. But you know what? So he goes for the knee. He goes for the sort of knee slide, right? Mm-hmm. Now, a muddy cross country course is the only time a runner gets to do that. You know, you know what I mean? That so there's not many opportunities to do it. You couldn't have done that at Balgoni. You know, there's no way you could have done it. You would have you ruined your knees. You wouldn't have moved at all. But that course, when you look at it, it looks like he has the room, but obviously it hits the finish line and tumbles over. But if tell you what, if Falkirk is is muddy, I think you've got to go for that, Kyle. Even if you're coming in like a hundredth place, just go for the knee slide. If I get a hundredth place, I will be doing a Klingsman. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I'll get disqualified for, I don't know, oh, misconduct or something. You'll get disqualified, but you'll get, think of the viral, uh, the the video will go all over the world. You'll be an absolute cult hero in running circles. With, with, our, with our TRS headbands on. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Free promotion. Yes, definitely. Yeah, okay, so that was quite funny. Um, I haven't managed to watch the highlights yet because I had the bloody Santa run, didn't I? Oh. You, ha- so you haven't watched the highlights, but you've seen the finish of the under twenty three race. Most that's that's all. That's that's what counts. Yeah, quite right. Yeah, and I've read the results. It's one of those, you know, like it, I do enjoy watching athletics, but once you find out what's happened, happened, it's, it's difficult. You don't you don't get that buzz, you know. I find yeah. it's difficult to get the buzz now that you know what the results are. So, uh, yeah, that's why you have to avoid social media, you know. Like, I mean, you you're a prime example, Tom. I went out for my long run and you told me Kipchoge broke the world marathon record. Yeah. Wish I didn't take my phone. You wow. spoil it. You bloody spoil sport. Oh dear. It wasn't as... Anyway, right. So before we move on to the interview, I think now is the best time for you to give us, because there's no other races to recap. So now is the best time for you to give us a recap on the Santa run. How did it go? The Santa run was fantastic, Tom. I tell you, the atmosphere was electric. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not being sarcastic. It was fantastic. Uh, it was a Santa run, not a race. It wasn't a park run. It wasn't. It wasn't a park race. It was a Santa run, and there was a there was a Santa 5K, and there was a mile dash, a Santa run mile dash. Um, so we had 450 Santas lining up. We had two waves. First wave had about 200 Santas. Second wave had about 150, and then the remaining um, the remaining wave was the mile dash. So we had the I think they were called the Garuna Street Band. So that's something we need to get, Tom. Next race that we do, next race that we organise, we need to get some street bands on the go. And all they wanted was a Santa suit and a goodie bag. That was all they yeah. wanted. And uh, I tell you, they were electric. 
It's you know it's like you know when you do a marathon or you do you know London they have all your your street bands. It does it lifts your spirits, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah it takes your mind off the the race as well. Exactly. So um, so yeah, it was it was really well. I, I say it was well organised, Tom. Of course it was. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Even were... even for the likes of me, you know, I mean, I mean, the the good thing is, I know how easy it is to get lost. So for me, it's almost impossible for anyone else to get lost because I know exactly what is how easy it is to get lost. So every single nook and cranny, any any little tunnel or any little drain pipe, that was all covered up for the race, just in Very case good. people went the wrong way. So uh, it was an was early it... start, but was it closed roads? No, no, it wasn't. Uh, we had the police cadets. The police cadets were marshalling. Um, okay. So, so they were. There was eighteen of them. So it was great. So every junction. Uh, I mean, I say every junction. There was one junction leading into the car park. A couple of residential ones, but it was a Sunday morning. Um, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't busy. But it's. You know what it's like with. You know, organising a race. There's so much other things to consider. You know the. The timings, the numbers, the, the the kit, the registration, the risk assessments, the the insurance, all that kind of stuff, uh, and then also Santa suits. I mean, the, the well, thing about critically for a Santa run. Exactly. The thing about the Santa suits were um, the the, the material is not the greatest, but it, it, they're so you know the 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 they're only a couple of pounds, um, and that that does reflect in the race entry, uh, but they just got. The moment you put them on, there's holes in them already. People are running, <laughs> running, running along the Linksfield Road with the the Santa trousers tied to the ankles, and you think, oh no. Um, but yeah, that was it. The odd, the odd couple, but everyone was in good spirits. So, so that was yeah. the main thing, Tom. Um, but yeah, yeah, real success. Uh, lots of money raised for charity. So, so yeah, next year hopefully bigger and better. Fantastic. And you know, I, there was a couple of people I follow on Instagram locally who were out there including uh lucy from run for it shout out to lucy and you were all over that instagram every time i looked at it i see you cruising around in your high-vis jacket looking like the boss <laughs> did you see me did you i, did, I didn't yeah. i haven't even well, I've, i need to check instagram then uh well thank you big shout out to lucy as well for uh give, providing the run for it flags as well so thank you lucy um the medals as well if uh, i think uh naomi naomi milne gave me a shout out on facebook she loved her medal 3D medal. You can't beat a medal like that. Have a look nice. on it. I'll give you one, Tom, if you, if you, I don't know. I'll, may, I'll maybe give you one for your birthday. Well, what a kind man you are. And we'll I'm do it. Right. We'll do. You know what we'll do? We'll do a Santa run. We'll take a, we'll take a Santa beard. We'll run around the street because it says Aberdeen Santa Run 2018. So, and then you could, you'll feel like you've been rewarded with a medal. In fact, Tom, that'll be, that'll be the winning prize for Nick, our podcast for the okay. Saturday. Yeah, How's that that's sound? Like, that sounds like a great idea, yeah. Make sure you right. bring it. Okay, I will do. I'll, you've got to remind me, though. I will do. Fantastic. Well, anyway, that's that. So the, maybe I'll need to get involved in the Santa Run next year. It'll be less of a bad humbug. The, the, winning, the winning prize was a, was a hamper. What do you mean the winning prize? I thought it was a, I thought it was a run, not a race. Ah, this is it false was a, advertising. It? Well, it was... Uh, Mackie's, Mackie's uh, kindly donated a... a, 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 a a good, a cheeky little hamper with chocolates and crisps, and I was going to say, this, I, the guy, the first guy from Wave One, the first guy from Wave One. So it is a race. There's a prize. Ah, well, it's it's a run. It's just uh, the first person to cross the line 
but it's so not. It's, so it's a race. <laughs> It's a race. It's all coming out now. It's not a race, Tom. It's a run. <laughs> you lure I... all these people in with it. Don't worry, it's not a race. And then some some ringers here for his Mackie's hamper. I didn't advertise the the hamper. We didn't advertise the hamper as a winning prize because it wasn't a race. But we decided we had a spare hamper going, so we gave it to the first person to okay. cross the line. That's fair. So, the, a... so they weren't they weren't racing it. There was a photo on some of the marketing for the, for it a few years ago. And there was a guy from our club, Ian Uckert, you might remember Ian. And he's oh, in yes. His, he's in his Santa suit. And he's running. And he's running so fast at the front of this run, not race, that it's kind of the Santa suit is kind of sort of opening up. Like, you imagine a suit jacket would open up. And all you can see underneath is a metro vest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, slide on. Yeah, exactly. Turning into, yeah. Everyone else is just jogging behind him. He's going flat out. Bless him. I tell you what, though. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know the guy who won it, but... Good old Dave Scott from Metro was uh, there. He came second in wave one. So shout out to Dave Scott and his Fit Like Jogger fans. They were cracking there. They they had their Christmas music. They had their non-alcoholic mulled wine with them. Um, they they looked like they had a great time. So so good good to see the the Fit Like Joggers use um use that race or that run. Oh, I slipped up again, Tom. Make your make use, your mind up. Come they, on. they use they use the Santa run as the celebration at the end of the year. So. Um, and there's about there's about eighty yeah. of them who turn up to it. So, yeah, Very cheers good. for supporting the event, Dave, and fit like joggers. See you next year. Excellent. Right. right so next up, on. we've got. So we have a couple of weeks ago now. Actually, we 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 haven't managed to get up yet. But a couple of weeks ago, I caught up with Scotland international, British international, European championship five thousand meter silver medalist Ailish McColgan. So. We spoke to Ailish a couple weeks ago and really similar to with Robbie's interview last week, had a bit of a chat about her career, what training she does, what she's got in for the future. So here it is, interview with uh, Ailish McColgan. Welcome to the show, Scotland's European silver medalist, Ailish McColgan. Hello, Ailish. Hi there, how are you doing? Great, so we're delighted you could join us uh, this week. I mean, you know, you're... A well-known name uh, in the Scottish Athletic Circle. Your career already to date, you're so impressive. We'll get into it. Double Olympian, double World Championship appearances, and and obviously this summer that European Championship silver. So before we get into that, one, could you just tell us a bit about how you got into athletics? Yeah, I mean for me, it just started um, like the majority of other kids. Really. At primary school, my PE teacher thought I um, had a had an ability, and so. She put me into my local cross-country race. Um, and from there, I mean, I think I was maybe fifth or sixth in the race. But I absolutely loved it. I just, everything about it, I enjoyed. Um, and I remember sort of begging my mum and dad to take me along to the local <laughs> running club. Um, eventually, after a lot of persuasion, they um, took me along to Dundee Hawk Hires. And I started there around about the age of 12. And so from there, every year, I, I sort of progressed and moved up the distances. I started off doing... 800, that was sort of the longest distance I could do. I did the long jump, high jump. Um, I actually think my first medal at Scottish schools level was, was in the javelin. So I was oh, right. definitely not a, not a distance runner back then. But um, yeah, I just sort of slowly started to migrate up the, the longer distances. And I see, when I look at you know, look at your career, the one of the, I mean, there's plenty, you know, plenty competing 800 and 1500 and, you know, the the thing that really jumps out early on is your under-20 appearance when you uh, competed at the Commonwealth Youth Games in 2008. 
Um, how did what was that like? Is that at that sort of age as a first championship experience? Yeah, I mean, I was never one of the kids that was like breaking all the records or winning all the medals, and I was always a good chunk behind some of these these girls that were performing at the sort of top level, making GB teams, GB junior teams, and things like that. And I was a long way way away from that. Um, during my sort of ages from about 15, 16, 17, I started to really struggle and um, just from sort of plateauing and not really making any improvements. But at the same time, obviously, you're going through a lot of changes within the body and you're, I was also grown as well. I mean, I'm five foot ten, so I'm, I'm not the, the shortest of people. So I had a lot of sort of lack of strength and loss of strength through, through all those sort of problems as well. And so for me, the, the Commonwealth Youth Games was like the first time my running was sort of starting to turn a corner. Things have sort of calmed down growth-wise. I was starting to get in some consistent training, starting to improve a little bit. Um, I'd actually tried out the steeplechase because I sort of lost a bit of motivation with the, the flat running and the steeplechase was this new exciting event that not many people had tried and so I remember taking that up maybe around 2007 um, when I was about 16, 17 and that gave me a bit of confidence then and within the year I then made the, the Commonwealth Youth Games and it was an amazing experience. It was probably the first time I'd been around people from other sports and other events and it was just a really amazing experience. First time we'd ever travelled um out west sort of Scotland as well to, to compete. So that was a, a pretty amazing experience and one that certainly sort of catapulted us into into the sport. Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing. When you look at the group that the group of you some names uh you have really come through which is it's uh it's incredible. Uh, especially obviously with Glasgow a few years ago at the Commonwealth. Um and in, you know, in terms of you talk about steeple, was that something? I mean, I know your your dad was a strong steeple runner. Was that some? Was that an influence there to get into that side of it? To be honest, it, it wasn't really because actually when I was growing up, the steeple chase wasn't available to women. It wasn't really um, an ah. event that had had started. It was um, an, a men's event, and so it wasn't really until I got to around about fifteen, sixteen that we started having the opportunity to compete over fifteen hundred meter steeple chase, so half the distance. And the reason I ended up going into it was just because I'd sort of not fallen out of love with running, but I just lost a bit of um, confidence in myself and motivation as well. I was training on the flat all the time and just not really seeing the improvements that I wanted to make over the 1500. Um, and so the steeplechase was just a, I suppose, another event to try. It was mm-hmm. exciting at the time. People were just starting out in it and no one would ever run it either for our league. They always used to beg people to run it for just one point and we used to get shot putters and hammer throwers trying to clamber over the, the barriers. So it was just a, a natural sort of progression into it. I got asked to race for the first time for my, my club and I ended up winning the race sort of the, the National Junior League and again it gave that sort of gave me a bit of a confidence boost when my athletics wasn't going too well. This was sort of another um side that it brought out another side of me really and gave me the confidence to, to keep I suppose within the sport whereas a lot of people probably would have ended up um Thank goodness you did because you were clearly good at it. Because obviously we start to to move through the years then, and we've you know when I, you know I see appearances at 
various Aviva Grand Prix and you know Euro and World Trials races and and really you know you're getting towards it all heads towards London 2012. I mean an appearance at the at the Olympics on home turf as a in the in the 3000 steeple. I mean talk us through leading towards that and how and and ultimately that experience. As I said, I think the steeplechase really gave me the confidence to continue in the sport as making improvements and getting excited by that because. Um, 2011, I had my focus from my first serious big injury, I, and it was from the super chase, unfortunately. I, I landed a bit awkwardly on my foot, and I completely fractured it. So I had oh um, sort of urgent surgery the day after, and they put spike screws and a metal plate into my foot. And this was obviously less than a year before London, and I had a big dream, obviously, of going to the Olympic Games. Everyone dreams of being an Olympian. Um, and for me, I just wasn't really sure how realistic that would be. It was just going to be a huge step up in order to make the team. Never mind doing it after scratching my ankle, or my navicular bone in my foot. Only so many months earlier, oh, but dear. I think in a way that injury almost helped me because it made me so much more motivated and determined to try and be there. You're almost fighting against something, mm-hmm. um, and that gave me a, a sort of more focused view and drive of exactly what I was aiming for. I wanted to make that team, and I think for the first time I'd realised that this is actually what I wanted to try and do. Do you know, I wanted to try and put all my effort and and really give it give myself every chance of making that, that team. Had it been me not been in London, maybe I wouldn't have been too not as obsessed with it. But the fact that it was in London made it such much more important. Do you know, I mean, it was a home games and actually I doubt I'll ever get that again in my lifetime on the Olympic Games coming to the UK. So um yeah, it was, an, it was an amazing experience, and I'm obviously so fortunate that my body held up, and I and I managed to get to Scotland. No, I mean it's it's amazing. I mean, and and you're really catapulting you forward from there. I mean, at that stage, did you you know you come out of London, you've run run you're running that the the steeplechase. Did you really is that did you see yourself as having a a long term in the steeplechase, or did you always have this ambition to head towards to sort of, sort of move into the five thousand and upwards that we saw. You know, in the in the following years, you know, we start to see in say 2012, we see you run a 10k at Great Manchester Run. Were those distances always on your mind? No, I mean that was just a, a charity run that I did for um, a charity that my mum was supporting. Okay. I just went down and did that as a fun run. So there was no, there was <laughs> never ever any thought in my mind of moving up the distances. I was set that the 3,000 distance was something that I was good at, and I felt good at. So I felt like I could make some good progress over. Um, it was still a developing event as well and I could see some of the girls that I was competing against they were getting stronger and getting faster and getting closer to sort of Olympic and world medals and for me that was exciting that's where I felt my future lay um, but obviously, unfortunately sometimes things don't always go to plan and I feel like looking back now maybe it was a blessing in disguise obviously I broke my ankle in 2015 and that really just forced me to make the decision to, to put people days behind me I, I couldn't physically jump on my foot anymore and um, through the, the pain was just was too much and um, it, it obviously that forced decision into the back into the flat distances and to move up to the 5k mm-hmm. and do a couple of 10ks was at the time tough but I feel looking back now I think it's probably one of the best things I've ever done and I've actually gone on to improve so much more having left the people just behind I've, I've got the consistency behind me now I've not been as injured as much and my body's not been put through the, the paces as much just as the, the less impact so it's, it's certainly been a, a a good decision in the end 
time. It was um, obviously very difficult for me. Yeah, that's amazing. I, 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 I knew you had a uh, your engine in 2015. I didn't realise that that that's that's really interesting. That triggered that decision to go into the onto the flat because before that, I mean, that you know, appearances at the Commonwealths, British champion at um, at the Steeplechase, and then as you say, you come back strong. I mean, then you've got the, your um, you know, we see at the World Championships in 2017, and then uh, obviously Diamond League regular appearances at 10k. Some appearance on 5K. Is that when you did you really start to look towards the likes of the Gold Coast and the Europeans in this year as as a 5,000 meters a real target at that stage? Yeah, to be honest, again, it was because I, I I physically couldn't coming back in 2016. I I could run through the pain, um, just through the motion of the foot, but I, I couldn't do like a single hop on the foot at all. The ankle was just so painful. Um, so we decided right, to, to run once a day and in the evening cross-train, so I couldn't do my normal mileage either. So it was a completely different programme that I was following, but I, I remember writing down a bit of paper ahead of the, the Olympic Games in 2016. It must have been around about February time. I mean, I was barely running, but I wrote down a bit of paper, the qualifying time for the 1,500, the 5,000 metres and the 10,000 metres, because I, decided, I was absolutely determined that I was going to be on the team I had no idea what event. I mean, I'd never run. I'd done, I think, one 5K in my life. I'd mm. never, ever done a 10,000 metres in my life. So at that point, I had no idea how I was going to get on the team, but I just knew I wanted to be there. Um, and in my first race of the season, I ran a qualifying time over the five and ran a 35-second PB out of nowhere. And for me, that was a, a bit of a, a confidence boost to go, you know, actually, you're good enough in the flat. So, I mean, I am a fast enough flat runner now. I have the ability over the longer distances to make teams. So... Let's start focusing on that now, and almost the first decision because of the pain in my ankle to to take up the flat races. Um, although it was obviously forced to begin with, now obviously I'm, I'm excited by the improvements I'm making over the, the longer distances and on the track. And um, it, yeah, I've just not looked, looked back to really. I'm just sort of focused on how I suppose how good and how fast can I run over the, the five thousand for now. And mm-hmm. certainly in the future, looking towards more ten k. And after Tokyo, perhaps heading on to half marathons and, and eventually marathons. So I certainly see that's where my sort of future lies. That's really exciting, and you know the that, to see the five thousand performances this year have been amazing, and and even recently that you know your your ten mile win. That's I mean fantastic, showing that you know real strength and you know clearly uh, clearly huge amount of determination. That's a great story about getting to the your second Olympics. To go to come into this summer, the Europeans then. Um, that must have been fantastic, that experience of going there and coming away with a medal like that. Yeah, I think I've, I've gone into previous championships in, in really good shape and I've ended up coming sort of sixth in the race all the time. I seem to always be sixth and it's frustrating when you know that you're running so much faster than that and you're, you're capable of being up and amongst at least fighting for a medal. Um, but for me, it's always been a confidence thing. I've sort of gone into races and allowed other girls to dictate the pace and to slow it down and then sprint at the last couple of laps. And I suppose after a really disappointing indoors, world indoors in Birmingham back in February and then a really disappointing Commonwealth Games for me as well in, in the Gold Coast, I felt like this is my last opportunity to turn it around. I mean, there was three major championships and I had failed at two of them this year. So I really needed to get that final one right. And it was through illness, unfortunately, that this first half of my season was sort of... Um, was, was poor, but I felt 
good. You know, by the time it got to the Europeans, I'd, I had a really good month of training. I was training faster than ever. I felt fit. I felt healthy. And I thought, if I don't do it now, then do you know what I mean? I may miss this opportunity. So for me, it was all about going into the race really confident and actually doing what I know I'm capable of doing, which is, is running fast. So I was up to over the moon to cross the line with my, my first sort of outdoor medal. Um, I just felt like it had been a few years in the making and, and, and a long process to get there. But obviously, actually crossing the line and having something tangible to hold at the end now um, was, was pretty special. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's and it's a great, you know, you've become a real ambassador for athletics in Scotland. It's absolutely fantastic. I can't imagine how many kids you've inspired with that. So in terms of, um, you, you touched on it yourself, moving forward. So you think uh, the, I mean, obviously Tokyo must be huge on your radar. Is that something you're looking at 5,000? Yeah, I think, I think so. We're not, we're still not decided fully what I want to focus on. I think it'll be either 5K or 10K. Um, I feel like I have a lot more to give over the 10k, but it's just about how we build up the mileage. Um, because of the injuries I've had, I'm only really running 45 miles a week, and it's just not enough. Is that all? I mean, it's, it's not enough to compete as a 5k runner, never mind as a 10k runner. So I really need to try and see if we can knock that over the winter, gradually doing it, getting into some consistent training. Um, and if, if the winter goes well and I, I'm operating a, a mileage that I feel a little bit more comfortable at and feel strong at, then we may look to do the 10K. Um, but I still feel like I've got a lot more to give over, over both distances, certainly mm-hmm. even the five. I feel like there's a big time in me that I'd like to, to achieve. Um, yeah, so I'd love to try and give myself the next few years in order to do that before we start looking to the road. So and I think this is something that will interest our, our listeners who are you know, predominantly club runners. Talk us through your typical training week then as someone who's competing at you know, an international world-class level at 5,000 metres. So I train um, two days a week on, on the track um, throughout the summer anyway. I have a sort of track session on the Tuesday and a track session on the Saturday. Um, in the winter, that Saturday session will be sort of off off-road, off-track, just on a trail somewhere around the house. I'll do a long fartlek. Um, Monday and Wednesday are just easy runs of anywhere between five to seven miles. Um, Thursday is my tempo day, so I'll do usually five miles on the treadmill um, at my 10K, just a little bit slower than 10K race pace. Um, and then in the summer, that'll cut down to about three miles. And then on the Sunday, I, I do a long run, but my long run's only 10 miles, so it's somewhere, another part of my programme that we really need to start looking at and progressing. Um, and then every Friday is, is a day off, so I've got a lot more, I think, that I can uh, achieve over the next couple of years, but it's just trying to gradually build up that programme and doing it in a sensible manner to avoid any, any sort of setbacks. Absolutely, and well, of course, we, don't, we know with the history you've had, the last one we'll do is see you, see you get injured again. When you're in such good form, you're someone I think you know. Seeing your social media, you know, do you do some warm weather training and you at camps? How how do you factor that and how do you plan your year out with that uh, with those sort of training areas? Um, to be honest, I mean they're usually British athletics camps, so they'll have you about two camps a year that they'll um, put on and support athletes to attend. In January time, um, it's usually Kenya because it's it's high altitude and um, they actually the middle distance athletes the 800 meter runners have started going to Portrush in South Africa and okay. um, so there's usually two options 
Philippines in January. Sometimes in the April, May time, sort of pre-season, um, UK officials will have a camp in Flagstaff, is a really popular destination. It's a mm-hmm. brilliant place to train, it's a good altitude, obviously brilliant facilities as well, so it's, it's definitely somewhere that's good at that time of year. Um, and then in the summer, they, depending on where the championship is, they'll usually use either Spodermol, which is in France, or mm-hmm. Samaritz in Switzerland. Um, they're both much, much lower altitudes than the, the other places that I've mentioned. But at that time of year, you want to be a little bit lower so you can get some more quality sessions in there. And it does make a big difference. I mean, going to altitude, you'll notice straight away that even walking around is, is tiring. <laughs> so going for a run is it's so difficult. I can't explain how hard it is. Um, but it's, it makes such a big difference to when you come back to sea level again. You just feel so much stronger and it's not even just the, the altitude, it's the fact of being away in a camp and being able to just purely focus on the job at hand and being around other athletes like Laura Muir and Cam Hawkins and Lindy Sharp, Andrew Butcher, being around those sort of people and seeing how hard they train also motivates you as well. So, I mean, it gives you that encouragement to, to get out and get it done and to work hard. Um, so, it's, it's, it's just a good environment to be around as well. And do you find that, you know, that that's such a... A hot time for Scottish endurance running. Do you get? Do you feed off that energy? Is that something you're really driven by to, to you know, to, to to compete and represent as well as your your peers are doing in the in the various other distances? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's amazing that we've gone from juniors right the way through. I mean, I remember competing against like Chris O'Hare across country and in Livingston one time and. Lindsay Strathic called you the cross country back when we were like 12, 13. So the fact that these people are still representing the country now and on teams together now, it's pretty amazing. But it also does, I suppose it just motivates you to keep going. When you see them do well on the CD, you think, well, why can't I do that? Do you know I mean, we're all Scottish, we're from the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason why we can't go on to, to be just as successful as them. So it's nice to have that, that sort of reassurance from other athletes that, they, they can be world-class. It makes you believe that you can too. And what, from a co- from a coaching perspective, back in your training, what's it like to be coached by your mum then? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a lot harder as a kid in order to differentiate between mum and coach. But certainly as I've got older and into an adult, it's so much easier. Um, i say that over the years, again, it's just learning how to, I suppose, adapt to each other as well. And, it certainly makes a, a big difference now. Like my mum lives in the Middle East, and obviously I'm down in Manchester now with my, my partner. So we're on two different continents, but we're lucky in this day and age we can keep in contact with on Skype and WhatsApp. And so that's the way all of our communication is, is done now. Mm-hmm. All my training programs and everything are all just sent over WhatsApp, and it works for us. I mean, I think we're, I'm very good at being able to give feedback and I make sure that after every session I mean, I've given my splits and how I felt and there needs to be a constant communication between the two of us but um, I'd say yeah over the years I think we've just learnt to adapt and, and progress with each other and it seems to work so I think there's, there's, I'm more than happy with the, the setup we have and I think the advice that she gives me is, is amazing as well I think there's no reason for me to doubt her because she's been there and done it I mean she's one of the, the best athletes that we've ever had so perhaps have that advice and that knowledge is, is amazing absolutely i mean as you say it clearly is working and um she does know what she's doing number we've had a couple of guests on on the podcast alex jackson and fraser klein who, who both talk highly about remembering watching your mum at the commonwealth um you know fantastic memories in edinburgh 
So one one thing, are you are you sponsored at the moment? What's your situation with that? Um, no, not currently. I'm just negotiating a contract just now, hopefully in time for 2018 season. So okay. um, yeah, there's a, just a, a lot a lot going on at the moment. Um, but I'm hope yeah hopeful to have something concrete for heading into into the new year. Quite right. Quite right. We need to get a, a sponsor. Right, so before we before we're gonna we'll finish off. We'll let you go. We're gonna have some very quick fart like questions, but just to put on the spot there, career highlights so far. Um, yeah, it has to be Berlin for me. Europeans. Um, it's the first time, obviously, I've, I've ever. I've had a, a European indoors indoors. Sorry, a European medal indoors, but to do outdoors was was really really special, and um, it was a strong field as well, which which made me. I was more proud of my achievements to, to race against those girls and to come away with the silver. I was, I was over the moon. So I'd certainly say that's my, my biggest achievement to date. Great. Right, so what we, what we do like to do with all our guests is we've got this uh, a series of fartlet questions. So I'm going to rattle out a few <clears throat> running-related questions. So just first answer that come to mind. So are you ready? Yep. Favourite shoe? Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Probably at the moment, Pegasus. Nice. A common answer. We got, I think Chris Jones said that as well. Pre-race meal. Porridge. Morning run or evening shuffle. <laughs> I'm a sort of midday shuffle. I only run once a day, so I'm <laughs> certainly not a morning person. But at the same time, I'm not running the evenings either. So um, yeah, I'll go right in between those two, unfortunately. Favorite championships so far. London. Road, trail, or track? Uh, track. Favourite race? I'll say Berlin as well. Favourite distance? Oof, uh, 3,000 flat, so it's actually not an official distance, but <laughs> the one I like the most. Pre, uh, post-race meal? Oh, God, anything really. <laughs> uh, what would I say? Take it off the Nice. Go to session? I'd say five by K at race pace. Nice. Motivational music. Oh god, I absolutely everything on my iPod. Um What was the last thing you listened to on your iPod? I don't I couldn't even tell you. It's on shuffle and it's been my iPod since I was about fourteen, so <laughs> some of the music on there is uh, is pretty questionable to be honest. But I, I actually need to update it, but I've not. I just literally haven't had a second to do it. Right. But you've reminded me to do it this weekend. So that leads us on to the next one: guilty pleasure. Oof. Um, probably reality TV. I watch a lot of rubbish TV. Right. Actually, not when I'm at home, but just when I'm traveling, on the plane, when I'm on the cross trainer. I spend all of my time watching either reality TV or really weird documentaries on, on cross trainer. <laughs> Favorite place to run? Uh, it has to be my home, I think. And I'd either say Kalisti or I, I do love Kenya. It's, it's one of the most amazing places, I think, for scenic um, and inspirational runs. Nice. And lastly, to finish off, if you could rewind the clock and you could race your mum in her prime over any distance, what would it be? Uh, I'd say 5k because I've run faster than her, so at least I'd beat her on that. <laughs> nice. so, uh, we'd go for a five or a three. I'm not quite, I think I'm like 
0.1 or 2 of a second off for 15 times. Nice. I feel like I could get up there as well. But um, the 10K will have to wait. I have another couple of years and then I might be able to rewind the clock then. Nice. Well, we look forward to seeing the you rewind the clock 10K, half and even marathon later on. Uh, it's very exciting times. Eilish, thank you so much for, for giving up your time to come on. It's been it's been great to catch up with you. Um, good luck no for the worries, rest. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. And uh, we look forward to following you uh, through 2019 and see some big results coming back. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. 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 That was a fantastic insight um, to Eilish's training and racing. Really inspirational stuff. Um, so yeah, thank you for coming on the show, uh, Eilish. And yo, my mic just fell. Uh, and yeah, hopefully get you on the show again sometime soon. Excellent. What have we got next? So we've got running rants, Tom. We do have running rants. So we've, now, are we, we gonna na- are we gonna name the the, the ranter? I don't think we, we should name. It. I think we should we'll keep, keep it one. anonymous, will we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah because Let, she. <laughs> we already had a rant right out, so we don't want people to think she's a, yeah. a ranter, but it, she, her rants yeah. are spot on. I agree with them. Yeah, so the rant is, um, folk that run, they then post in Strava, calling their run crap run. Just can't shake this chest infection. And they've just run 12 miles. No wonder you can't bloody shake it. Or you don't have a chest infection because you wouldn't be able to run 12 miles. So, Tom... <laughs> I don't know if that that doesn't sound anything like uh, the ranter. I'm, I'm sure, no, but it's, uh, it's not a very good impression. I'm, I'm, but I, it's it's maybe in disguise. I'm, I'm keeping our identity anonymous. So, um, so what do you make of that, Tom? I I get it. I mean, I am. You know, what? it's a broader thing about naming Strava titles, isn't it? And this is very much a 2018 type running rant. Is that people? Because everyone has Strava now, and like every other social media, people you can name their runs. And if people, it's just an opportunity to put to put something in that they want everyone to know, you know. So, oh, I've gone out, and I, you know, someone who's gone out and said, "Oh, I'm having a crap run because I can't shake this chest infection." On the, it's like, all right, we get it. You've got a chest infection. <laughs> Take a day off. It's the you same know? with, oh, I've got an injury, but I'm still gonna run it off. And you're exactly. like, you're not going to run a bloody injury off, especially when it's a stress fracture or something that's, you know, your legs falling off or you, 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 have been a, you're, you're, you're actually limping while you walk and you're, you're trying to run fast. Come on, get a grip of yourselves, exactly. guys. Unless on the, on the... your physio tells you to run, then okay, maybe you should run, but don't just go straight into a long hard run and expect that you'll be hunkadori because that's not going to happen. No, and to you know to elab- to sort of expand on the rant, it always cracks me up when someone for like the fourth or fifth day running and they're like, oh, they have still got lurgy or still coughing up stuff. You're like, take a day off. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, what do you want a medal? It, you know, you're getting if you're if you're that bad that it's like it's starting to affect your running. Just take a day off, or, or you know, I don't know. You're not you're not do you're not getting any you're not doing yourself any favors by running through it sometimes. So. Um, do I get it? Sometimes you have crap runs and you you're feeling shit and you want to, yeah. We all have we all want to put it out there and and try and give a bit of reasoning to the the, the rest of the world as to why it might be crap. But sometimes it's just crap and you just got to accept it. You know, if you've got if you if you've got a chest infection and you're running twelve miles, there's something wrong with you. You know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's obsession. There's been obsessed, isn't there? And there's been like. 
you're going to lose fitness. You're not going to lose fitness if you take a couple of days off. Or even just go for a walk or do something that's not going to aggravate your infection. Like, you hear it so, so many times. People getting ill, people getting injured, and they're still doing the same amount of training, and they're not listening to their body whatsoever. Like, come on, guys. Just exactly. take a step back and think, right, if I don't do that days, right, that, that couple of days of a run, is it going to affect my marathon, my, my, my A goal in four months' time? Probably not. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's a spot on rant. I think it's uh, I think it's one of those things if you're, yeah, just, if you're ill, if you're properly ill, either take a day off or if you insist on running about it, don't complain about it. Just to give the listeners um, an insight, I've had to move my TRS uh, Afford headquarters into the hallway because... Um, <laughs> For, for, for in fact, this is a this is actually quite a, a valid um, point actually. So I've moved it into the hallway because we discovered that if we put an Ethernet cable through into the network, we're going to get a better we're going to get a better signal, and uh, you're going to get a better quality podcast. So yeah. so there you go. But the thing is, when when I when I boot, booted up the computer, put on Skype, put on the the camera. All these lights were flashing around, weren't they, Tom? They were. I, like, thought, I thought you were having a rave in there. Exactly. We're having a TRS rave. Wave, I was, was going to say. I that. was getting flashbacks to the Frankfurt finish. It looked like a bit of sort of German Eurotrash uh, raving that was going in there. Wait, see, all the, just, just for you, Tom. <laughs> these lights are for you to, to give you the, the feeling of accomplishment again after your Saturday's performance. Fantastic. You're, I mean... Yeah, what a night, what what a little life you live. That's a Wednesday night in Alfred. Absolutely ro- rocking. <laughs> Big go. So let's let's segue into our birthday party for next week, Tom. No, this Saturday, isn't it? This Saturday, TRS and friends. This Saturday, so yeah. So everyone's... when is your birthday on the Saturday? My birthday is on Friday. Friday the fourteenth. Yeah. Ah oh, right. Oh okay okay. I thought it was actually on the on the day of the the TRS. Um, Live, well, it's not going to be live, it might be, but uh, the TRS no, podcast. On, it's on Friday, and Friday we've got our work Christmas lunch, lunch slash afternoon slash evening. So I'm keeping the fact at work that it's my birthday super low key because I do not want to get caught, uh, dragged into some uh, mad Friday antics uh, the day before the TRS and friends. I've got a session to do in the morning and, uh, and get sorted for all you fellas coming around for a bit of podcasting. So uh, anyway, we're looking forward to it. So that will go out on the the Christmas week because Kyle and I do not want to have to record a, a podcast the week of Christmas. So this will be a nice little special treat for everyone and a special treat for us that will go out that week. So you can look forward to hearing from us and a load of our Northeast running mates uh, the Christmas week. Yeah, definitely, Tom. Now, I'm just going to go into birthday runs. Now, this is a topic I want to discuss. It's another slow week, Tom. So... Yeah. Uh, I say it's a slow week. We've actually got an ama- we've got an amazing interview, so it's not all about us. But what are you going to do in your birthday then? What what's your birthday session going to be? A birthday session. Now, bear in mind you're going to be 33. Now, I've got a couple of um, I've I've had a I, I've been having a little uh, think about what we should be doing for for a run. So, right, bear in mind that we're 33. Here's some options for you. Okay, are you ready? Go for it. I'm all ears. 
So you could do you could do mile repeats, mm-hmm. and you could make your you could do let's just say you're gonna in fact no that's a rubbish one. Uh, you could do two hundreds. You could do thirty three two hundreds in mm-hmm. thirty three seconds. Ooh, that's a bit <laughs> bloody hell. That's a bit uh, that's a bit sharp for me. With with thirty three second recoveries. I think I'd rather. I think oof, that's uh, thirty three seconds for two hundred. That's that's a sixty six second four hundred. Blame me. That is a uh, that's moving. That's I'm trying to think what that is in, as a as a ten a ten k pace. Or you could do uh, you could do thirty three four hundreds and three thirty three kilometer pace. 3.33 kilometer pace, so yeah, that's that's, so do, that's more manageable actually, yeah. Could that be or, one you could do? That could be one I could do, or what I could do is, since I've got an easy run on Friday, I could just do a 33 minute run. Oh, that's boring, Tom. Nah, make it make your Strava title better than that, alright? Here's another one for you, right? Three times 3.3k and 3.33 per kilometer pace. Interesting. 33 by 400, you say? Yeah, you could do that one. Or three times 3.3 kilometers in 3.33 K pace. Interesting. I'm going to have to mull this over. I'll be honest, this is eye-opening for me. I can honestly tell you, I've never thought about a birthday session before. Well, now's your chance. And this is for everyone else. I want to hear anyone's birthday coming up. Give us some sessions Put on your Strava. Let's let's make this a, a big thing now. So whatever your age is, you've got to associate every single pace distance with your age. The last one I was going to say for you, Tom, is the park run. You could do the park run in 33 minutes. No thanks. Or this is even this is a better one, a non-related running challenge for you. So whoever's going to be standing after 33 shots, that's what we're going to do <laughs> Saturday. Blimey, that's uh, that's that's a bit more that's a bit more challenging. Or you and I on Sunday could just man up and run the D thirty three route. Oh, of course. See, that's next year too. Oh, this is it's a sign. That is interesting. But anyway, so yeah, so that's the so I don't know what I'll do. I will. I promise you, I will do something uh, interesting. But then you're gonna you're what you Monday your birthday. Oh, I don't know Wednesday apparently. Okay, apparently. So yeah, we're gonna have to see what you can pull out so um yeah anyway so we're looking so looking forward to the to the end of the week getting we're getting all plenty to go trs and friends birthdays christmas it's a very exciting uh it's exciting time to be alive it, it, it definitely is tom it's it's going to be exciting so um i think that kind of rounds us up really doesn't it i think we've got a couple there's not really that many races other than uh the lossy mouth turkey trot yeah that's really that's that is the only race I've, I've, I'm aware of is coming up this week which is a very quick 10 miler up in Lossy Mouth it's sold out so this information is of no use to the listeners but uh, <laughs> it's one that you might want to look out for next year we really need to start giving heads up on races sooner um, but anyway well, while we we're here then, to recapping results next week while we're here why don't we tell them what's, what's happening the week after then let me have a look hold on just with me right so we've got we've got any more Santa runs coming up Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they probably are. do. Tom's favourite. So we've got um, next week. 
In fact, on Sunday, there's quite a lot happening this uh, this weekend, Tom. We've got the Sky Santa Dash. In fact, we've got the North District Cross Country League in Nairn. Uh, that's a great race, actually. So if anyone's going to that, good luck. Uh, Fox Trail 5K Series in Berwick. Berwick, or however you... And there's also a Santa Beach run in North Berwick, too. So Berwick. I've more Santa... <laughs> what, how'd you say it? What was it? Berwick. 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 Oh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I live in Aberdeen. Aviemore Santa Run, Borders Cross Country Series, Dalkeith Country Park Santa Trail Run. Well, that's a new one. Uh, Death Blind, Scotland 6K and 12K. That's in Strathclyde. Uh, Murray Roadrunners 10 Mile Turkey Trot. We mentioned that one. Oh, this is an interesting one, Tom. The Cyclists versus the Harriers. That's very interesting. So this is a fun seasonal event in which the runners race against cyclists on soft ground containing obstacles. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, This race race was first run in 1959, and since then it's been staged every year at this time. Venue is the grounds of the Mares Sports Club, Irvine and Irvine Moor. Um, So there you go. Five pound tenter. Very interesting. Pretty good, actually. Yeah, I think there's, you can enter in the day as well, so um, get yourself onto that one. And finally, uh, what else do we have? And then the week a- the week after that, we've got the Crumlachine. Oh, again, I have no idea how to say it. Crumlachine Hill Race in 10k in Fort William. Plum Pudding Plod in Forfar, Forfar near in Turkey Trot. That's quite a good one. That's a fast uh, 5k you can do on the trail. Is it interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that a couple of times. Um, you've got to the winner is the person who guesses their time. You, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to wear a watch for this one. So there you go. Interesting. That's, a, yeah. that's quite an interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, B Craig's festive handicap, but this is all on the 26th. Cockleroy Chaser. So that's all. And la- finally, the last one is the aerodynamic turkey trot. In air. Now I've got a feeling that one's another fast one. Was that's that the 5K. Way? Yeah, that's a fast 5K from from memory. Yeah, yeah. So so that's a, that's about it for the races coming up. So there's quite a lot of races coming up, folks. If yeah. you fancy uh, getting involved, and I think there's probably ones that aren't even on that. So uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled in on some of the websites. Uh, Run ABC is pretty good. Scottish Athletics, they'll yeah. have some of the um, fixtures for you. So in terms of, just to give a race actually that is open, uh, that's next year there's a bit of chat about it, I think it's probably worth highlighting. We talked about it before, but the great international cross event, which is typically held in Edinburgh, is moving. So it will now be held in Stirling, the Inter-District Champs will be held in Stirling um, there, that's in January on the 19th, I believe. And, the, sorry, the, Saturday the 12th of January, sorry. Uh, so we've got the inter-districts are being held there, which will be exciting. The guys who got the guys and girls who were selected this weekend from the, the district champs. But there was also a mass participation event for those of us who are not quick enough to get selected for the district champs, um, which is the great, they're calling it the Great Castle Run. So it's really uh, a 6K, I think it's a 6K event. Sorry, I beg your pardon, it's a 7K multi-terrain race. Uh, and the great, you know, underneath Stirling Castle, stunning scenery, and of course you then got the opportunity to hang around before and after your race, watch into districts, and watch the great Stirling Cross Country International, where we've got a women's 6k, the men's 8k, and a 4x1k relay. So in previous years we've seen Mo Farah run this, we've seen Laura Muir run this, um, we've seen uh, yeah, I think 
like Gareth Heath, uh, American has come over, uh, Courier's come over. You know, it's it's a big event. It's great to watch. In the past, it's been Britain, Europe, and USA. I don't know if the format is the same or not. But anyway, if you're looking for something, the weekend of the 12th of January, it's a real good day out, a good Scottish Athletics day out. You can watch running, watch international athletics, and run yourself. So get on the Great Run website if you're interested in that. Entries are still open. Sounds great, Tom. Yeah, uh, looking forward to... I say I'm going to do it, but I'm not sure. It's uh, it's a bit... Is it a multi-terrain race, is it? So it's yeah, on you trail. Should, you, you should go, mate. Clean up. I don't know about that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting too old. I need to I need to get quick again. I need to get ready for the Nationals. That'll be a perfect train for the Nationals. 7K. Uh, 7K. Oof. Jeez, oh, yeah. That sh- would, we sharpen it for you. Could do a little TRS... Um, a tear us out into it. How's that sound? So I, unfortunately, my wife is uh is flying away that weekend uh, to the states for with for work. So I'm I'm think I'm going to go be an airport drop off duty that weekend. Ah, oh, ah, shame, shame. What can we do? One, eh? We need to find another tar- TRS weekend. So anyway, I think that pretty much wraps up on news. Um, yeah, last and we'll just to finish one last point. We talked about TRS and friends. If you do have any questions you want or topics you want us to discuss, throw them out there. We're we're open to discussing anything as as mundane or as controversial as you like. So so throw it our way on on one of our usual uh, contact details. You can either use us our email tartanrunningshorts at gmail dot com, Facebook at tartanrunningshorts or Twitter our handle is at tartanshorts. So for any questions, anything about the show, any feedback or or even, as always, running rants were starting to get low, p- please feel free to throw them in there. Absolutely, Tom. Thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward. To, we, we're putting together the format for uh, the next episode because if we don't put a format together, it's going to be an absolute shambles, isn't it, Tom? We'll be a rammy. <laughs> so we need, to, we need to make sure that we uh, we entertain the guests, we entertain the, the, the our TRS um, uh Posse, I suppose. I tell you what, it's proving a technical challenge for me. I've spent the last couple of nights trying to work out how I'm going to connect two microphones to a single <laughs> laptop and record from both of them. Honestly, this this uh, it's going to be it's going to be great, or it's going to be rubbish. It's going to be uh, yeah, we might there's a there is an outside chance there is no episode <laughs> the week of Christmas. <laughs> well, as long as you don't do what we did a couple of months ago and and forget to record my uh, voice. That Idiot. Was all, yeah, that was the worst. Ah, uh, nah, we'll, we'll be absolutely fine. Um, I'm, I just, as long as I don't, uh, I need to remember to take my snowball though, because we need two we mics. Do. We do need two mics, so 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 it'll be good. So we'll hear from those guys, hear what their their plans are, um, and what they've got coming up. So do you know what? In terms of our plans, one thing I got an email today from from the Boston Marathon. So it's 123 days to go, and it will be the 123rd Boston Marathon. So they're making a big day of it today and I suddenly thought bloody hell 123 days Why, that doesn't it. sound that long no it doesn't does it god yeah. that's not long at all what's that that's 3, 6, 9, 12 what 4 months yeah 4 months yeah You've only, four, 4 more weeks in your that's marathon training starting I know I know oof okay. ah, you'll be fine you'll be absolutely fine you've you've got the you've got the road speed you've got the road fitness in the bag just now you just need to Get some cross country sharpness in you, and then uh, convert that cross country back on the road, and you'll be you'll be another mean slick oiled machine again. 
Absolutely, and you know, let's uh, start of January. We'll have a we'll have a show, and we'll start. We'll talk about what our plans are for the year. That'll be a a way to kick off 2019. I still haven't figured out what I'm doing next year, but we can chat about that. We can uh, we can we. I'm sure we'll, we'll chat about that on Saturday as well, no doubt. Yeah, indeed. Brilliant. Right, so that rounds it off, folks. Thank you for listening again, and we will catch up with you next week. Thank you. Bye.